Yes, sir. Did you see anything? No, sir. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Good! Toyland. Toyland. Little girl. Well, it's Christmas time. Decorations are on by the fire Everybody's singing All the bells are ringing out And it's Christmas All over again Yeah, again Locked in Kids come get down And Christmas is a rockin' time Put your body next to mine Underneath the mistletoe We go We go Hello and welcome to FW Presents in a special Christmas edition of Where Does He Get Those Wonderful Toys, or Those Wonderful Toys for short. I'm your host, Chris Franklin, and I'm back this time for two reasons. One, friend of the network and Pod Dylan executive producer David A. Scudieres, and also the person most likely to replace Rob Kelly and his family will, sent me a Facebook message a few weeks ago and asked me if I'd ever considered covering Remco's Energized Superheroes line of figures. The thought had crossed my mind, but honestly, I've thought of a lot of different figures and lines that I have owned or wanted over the years for coverage on this show, but the Remco Energize figures had come up. And his message stirred something in my brain. I went to a family album of photos and found a picture I knew I owned. It was of myself at five years old, sitting in the floor of my grandparents' house on Christmas Day, holding the Energize figures of Superman, Batman, the Hulk, and a 12-inch Mego Spider-Man. This was from Christmas of 1979, so that was 40 years ago that I received the bulk of the Energize line for Christmas. So, since it is indeed Christmas and perfect to talk about getting toys, why not talk about the Remco Energize superheroes? Perfect timing, so thanks David. By the late 1970s, Remco had been bought by rack toy giant AHI. Remco had some success with superhero items themselves in the 60s Batmania heyday, but that didn't hold a candle to the plethora of DC and Marvel product AHI produced in the disco decade. Batman and Spider-Man on motorcycles, in helicopters, in cars, in parachute figures, you name it, they made it. Remco was the higher-end arm of AHI, for the most part, and when you think beyond rack toys, you think of shelf toys in a usual retail store, and of course action figures come to mind. 
Unfortunately for Remco, Mego held the license for action figures for both DC and Marvel in a variety of scales, the famous 8-inch line as well as 3 and 3 quarter and 12-inch lines. H.I.'s and Mego's relationship was a contentious one at best. H.I. swooped in and got the Universal Monster license when Mego balked at Universal's initial price, producing a set of 8-inch figures that mimic Mego's packaging and overall design. They also produced a series of 8-inch Planet of the Apes rip-offs when Mego acquired the actual license from 20th Century Fox. Both Fox and Mego threatened legal action unless the Action Apes line were pulled from the shelves. Making this even weirder, AHI did hold the license for Planet of the Apes rack toys, so they were shooting themselves in the foot. In response, Mego named the archenemy of their Micronauts, Baron Karza. Yes, most of you probably remember Micronauts from the Marvel comic, and some of you had the toys. Well, their archfoe Baron Karza? That's Azrak spelled backwards. H.I.'s prestige arm Remco couldn't release action figures of Superman or Spider-Man if they wanted to. But they could release inaction figures. So in 1978, Remco set out to mow Migo's grass by releasing a 13.5 inch figure of one of their most popular heroes, Spider-Man. The unarticulated Spider-Man would be stuck in a permanent standing position with his right arm to his side and his left arm up in a pose that looks like he should be holding a back scratcher, honestly. But all of this was to facilitate the true action in this figure. Because this Spider-Man was energized. It's Energized Spider-Man, battery not included. Attach the spider clamp, flip the switch, and the motorized web climber starts him climbing, keeps him climbing. Energized Spider-Man. The spider web trap for lifting and pulling. The spider light. You can watch him climb in the dark and pretend he's searching for the enemy. The power pack turns on the spider copter. Sold separately. Spider-Man Energized Spider-Man comes with motorized web climber. Spider copter sold separately by Remco. Pop a C battery in his back, flip the switch, and Spider-Man would climb the rope or web line that was permanently attached to his hand. He could also pull stuff towards him if you attach the end clamp to the included spider web. Plug in his spider light into his energy belt, which was just really that red portion of his costume that came down at a point right above his pants. You know, not the actual utility belt that's seen in the comics and on the TV show. And that spider light would glow, although it wouldn't throw that sweet spider signal face, unfortunately. Remco didn't stop there, giving Spider-Man something AHI had been providing him with in various forms for years, a spider copter. This was essentially Batman's one-man whirlybat with a spider motif. And of course, Spidey had to stand up instead of sitting down because the figure wasn't articulated to sit down. Hey, Spidey was ahead of modern office ergonomics, you know, the stand-up desk. Plug the line from the copter into his belt, and Spidey would cause the blades to spin, simulating flight. You could attach a spider light to the front as well for a searchlight. And Spidey had to contend with his greatest foe, the Green Goblin, who was also energized. He came with a web cutter built into his satchel and a goblin ray gun. Another flashlight, actually. Remco was obsessed with flashlights. I never had the Goblin as a kid, but I was a bit perplexed about him actually cutting the web that Spidey came with. I didn't want to get my web all cut up. Of course, I didn't realize he didn't really cut the web, but, you know, hey, you know, as a kid, I took everything literally. Remco put a ton of money behind these toys, creating TV and comic ads. The comic ads were like actually on the back cover of Marvel Comics for a long time. They were everywhere. The toys, in particular, Spidey himself, was a huge hit. Mego must have been fuming and added flyaway action, basically a zip line to make their figures appear to fly, to their 12-inch assortment in response. I received the Energized Spider-Man at some point in 1978. 
I'm not sure if I got it for my birthday or Christmas, but I do know that I had it before I got the others, which we'll get to later. There was something about the sculpt of this spider that made me think of the then-airing live-action TV version starring Nicholas Hammond, although usually it was Fred Waugh, the stuntman in the Spider-Man costume. Maybe it was the slim build or the slightly darker red of his boots. Either way, I love that show, so this figure worked for me. In 1979, Remco sweetened the Spidey Pot by updating the figure with Spider-Sense. It was basically a combination of a Viewmaster and the eye hole you could look through on Kenner's Six Million Dollar Man figure. The ad copy from Remco says you can see Doctor Doom and the Red Dragon. I'm not quite sure who the Red Dragon is. The White Dragon was an obscure Spidey foe running around in the books at the time, but the Red Dragon's like a later character according to Marvel Wiki, so who knows. It's energized Spider-Man with Spider-Sense. Battery not included. Turn the Spider-Sense activator. Red Dragon appears to go into action. Attach the web climber. Flip the switch. And he climbs automatically. Energize Spider-Man. The motorized web. It pulls. It lifts. The Spider-Light to climb at night. The Spider-Copter sold separately with Spider-Sense panel. The power pack turns on the copter. We'll have to get the Red Dragon. Energize Spider-Man with Spider-Sense comes with communicators. Spider-Copter sold separately from Remco. But where was Doc? Doc, Mysterio, Electro, the Sandman, Craven. Where were those guys? Or the Lizard, who had Amigo figure. They also gave Spidey an accessory pack, including a web trap to capture the Green Goblin, a spider ray gun, another flashlight, and my favorite, the rocket camera. Remco's official flyer on this says, push the shutter and it fires a real rocket. That'll finally shut Jameson up. He's a menace to the entire city. I want that wall-crawling arachnid prosecuted. I want him strung up by his web! I want Spider-Man! Rimco also released a pseudo-playset for the wall crawler. The Command Center with Spider-Sense was essentially a large stand-up computer console you could plug Spidey into for various effects. All of these accessories point toward the fact that maybe Rimco should have went after the Batman license first. One wonders if they didn't, since beyond the trick camera and web trap, none of this is very Spider-like. Of course, that never stopped AHI from giving Spider-Man the exact same arsenal Batman had, despite the fact that Peter Parker was perpetually broke and Bruce Wayne's rich. That same year, Remco added Marvel's then-number-two hero, the Incredible Hulk. The Hulk skyrocketed to fame and merchandise around this time with the success of the Bill Bixby Lou Ferrigno television series, and was soon Spider-Man's plus one whenever the wall crawler showed up. Captain America had to take a back seat. Remco's Hulk had, in my opinion, the best sculpt in the line, looking just like the 70s comic version of the Green Goliath, say by Sal Bushima or John Romita on merchandising art, but his energized action feature perplexed me as a kid. He permanently had a rope with power hook spread between each of his clenched fists. Flip his switch and the rope will retract into the figure which will in turn pull over the stone wall, really plastic, the figure came with. I know this illustrated Hulk's super strength, but the Hulk's not really a tool guy. I can't see the Hulk, you know, if he wants to smash through a wall, running over to a toolbox and grabbing a rope and a, you know, a hook, and uh, I just can't see that happening. His whole reason for being is smashing things with his fists. He also came with a chain, which I'm not really sure what that was for either. Maybe to get in a rumble with? I don't know. But it didn't matter. He was big, he looked awesome, and I quickly began to use this Hulk in with my Mego play. I never had the 12-inch Hulk as a kid, and this one was much more impressive than Mego's shorter-than-usual, not-quite-8-inch Hulk, because 
yeah, the Hulk and the Thing were shorter than the other 8-inch Mego figures, which always bugged the crap out of me. Well, I didn't have the Thing, but when I got him later, he's still on the same kind of body. But the thing that got me most pumped about the Energize editions was the arrival of the world's finest duo. Yes, Remco had managed to snag the DC license for this line as well. I'm sure the Mego executive team's screams of anger can still be heard in space. Wait, in space no one can hear you scream. Well, you probably can from that. Remco must have known their Energized Spider-Man would have worked better as Batman because they pretty much duplicated the same action and features for the Cape Crusader. The only real difference besides Batman having his right hand up and not his left is Batman came with a bat walkie-talkie even though he had no Robin to talk to. Oh, and he did have a sweet bat grapple on the end of his rope line. I love this Batman figure. I remember thinking that he looked like the Irv Novik version of the character from the issues of Batman I was reading or having read to me at the time. Yes, even at age 5, I could tell the difference between comic book artists. He definitely skewed more toward the Bronze Age, Neil Adams, Irv Novik, Jim Apparel look versus the Adam West look Mego usually went with. Although Mego's magnetic Batman from that same year was definitely the most intense looking Batman figure made before 1989. I have a strong memory of my dad repairing this figure for me. Apparently the neck on my Batman broke and I recall sitting on the steps of my parents' deck and watching my dad whittle down a stick to make a new neck plug. I can't remember where I put the Roku remote today, but I can remember that. Remco put more thought into their Superman figure because the Man of Steel was hot in 79 following the release of his first big budget feature film starring Christopher Reeve. Seems like I've heard something about this movie on a podcast around somewhere. Hmm. Remco's Superman could fly. Much like Mego's flyaway action and included string in an S-symbol flight ring would allow the Metropolis Marvel to soar skyward. Remco actually added this same tech, uh, as it were, to some of the later figures that we'll talk about. So pretty much everybody could fly at one point. And that wasn't the only power that the Energized Superman simulated. Flip his switch and his eyes shone with x-ray vision. Or maybe heat vision? Telescopic vision? Great Wall of China rebuilding vision? Something like that. But what Remco giveth, they taketh away, by including Superman's Achilles heel, Kryptonite, right in the box. Plug the Kryptonite into Superman's energy belt. Why would a kid ever do that to Superman? And the light in his eyes would fade and apparently his flight powers would weaken, although I don't recall how that worked. In fact, I don't remember the flying thing working well at all, but again, I was like five. The Kryptonite rock was really weird. It was a light green rock, more like a rock than like a crystal like some Kryptonites you see but it had a red center in it that lit up. I never understood the red, and I remember thinking maybe this was a hybrid piece of red-green kryptonite. You know, kryptonite's supposed to be chunks of krypton that pass through radioactive gases, and that's what changes into different kinds. So maybe this one, like, was a kryptonite blend. It was too cool of a concept to pass up for playtime. The Energized Superheroes proved so popular, Remco decided to get even closer to Mego's wheelhouse by producing smaller 9-inch version of the figures called Powerized Superheroes. It seems a little odd to offer essentially the same gimmicky toy at a slightly smaller scale, but apparently according to the sales literature, Remco was targeting cost-conscious parents. Makes sense, I guess. And you know, that's one thing. I remember seeing a lot of Remco product, not at the usual retail stores. We had a store in town called Howard's, which was essentially like a Kmart. It was our version of a Kmart. We didn't have Walmarts around here at all back then. Uh, but I don't remember seeing the Energized stuff at Howard so much. I remember seeing the Energized figures and the monsters at Dollar General, which, you know, that's, you know, 
definitely, you know, it's a dollar store. I mean, it's not like the modern dollar stores like Dollar Tree, but, you know, the low-cost stuff. I remember Remco being a big presence there. That's their, their high-end toys at Dollar General Store seem to be Remco toys. For the Power Rise line, Remco sweetened the deal by using new, if similar, sculpts for each figure and adding glow-in-the-dark accessories, stickers, etc. Remco was big on glow-in-the-dark in the early 80s. Just look at their wonderful Universal Monster toys at the time, some of which I covered here on those wonderful toys. Some of the Power Eyes figures ran on batteries like their big brothers. Some just used internal wind-up mechanisms. Such was the case for the only new character added to the Power Eyes line, my favorite Marvel hero, Captain America. I was thrilled to see Cap included, and it made perfect sense, considering he was in the middle of a series of TV films starring Red Brown, yes, Slab McLarge Huge himself, and he was Marvel's next biggest hero after Spidey and now the Hulk. Cap came in a correctly realized costume design, something Mego never got right, and of course his mighty shield. Wind his shield up, let it go, and... It's fun. That's it. Spun around. Made a whirring sound due to the motor cranking, but that's all it did. He did come with a laser rifle, which you can't hold in a firing position since his right arm is down to his side, but hey, it glows in the dark. Spider-Man had a camera that fired a rocket. Remco couldn't figure out how to launch Cap's shield. Despite this lame, even at five years old, action feature, I still love this figure because I love Captain America. Remco made one more piece for the Power Eyes line, the Superhero Gamma Glow Machine. Now with a name like that, you think it would be a Hulk toy, but no, this thing looks like it came from a yard sale on Krypton, not the Gamma Bomb base. It was essentially a platform you placed your figure on. When the switch was flipped, two rotating glowing rings moved around the figure, charging up their glow features. They took the Phantom Zone villain's prison from Superman the movie and merged it with their own Monsterizer toy, used to make the Universal Monsters glow. It's actually a very clever toy, although I've never owned one or seen one in the wild. And that was that. No further energized figures and no power-eyed Wonder Woman, Robin, Fantastic Four, etc. Vigo was entering into some fatal financial woes, and it now seems odd that Remco didn't swoop in and grab the Marvel and DC licenses while their old enemy was down. I mean, they had a foot in the door, most definitely. A few years later, Remco would give us toys based on DC's Warlord and Sergeant Rock comics, but would only do so to compete with the mega-popular Masters of the Universe and G.I. Joe A Real American Hero lines. So now, Remco was attempting to mow Mattel and Hasbro's grass. Remco fell into Me Too territory even further, offering figures of fairly obscure comic characters, the Mighty Crusaders, from Archie Comics. This was while Mattel gave us Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, and Kenner produced the awesome Superpowers Collection. The Mighty Crusader figures are neat in their own right, but crude and bootleggy looking compared to their more prestigious cousins, especially the Superpowers line. Remco did find a niche making wrestling figures based on non-WWF federations, but before long, they faded from the toy scene entirely. I remember the energized figures not holding up to play too well. Beside the aforementioned headless Batman, the figures seemed to stop working fairly quickly. Battery compartments got corroded, and soon there were big in-action figures to play with. None of my childhood energized figures survived, but I still have a Captain America patch that came with my Power Eyes figure. Oh yeah, that was a pack-in on the Power Eyes figures. They give you a patch of the character or a sticker of the character. Over the years, I have managed to pick up used, less than many versions of my old friends to fill my collection, minus my Captain America. I do own a pretty nice energized Green Goblin as well, in a very nice box. I also have a beat-up box for my Superman. 
Now, I don't have the nostalgia for these that I have for Mego, but they were still bright spots and garnered big gasps at Christmas time. I looked bemused in that photo from my grandparents' house, but I tended to look that way in most photos anyway. I was a quiet kid, and I was much happier just going off on my own and playing with my toys in private. As I sit in this momentarily empty house, I guess I'm still kind of doing that, and talking about this stuff certainly does energize me, pun intended. Thanks again to David Ace Gutierrez for suggesting this topic, and a huge shout out to Brian Heiler of platstallions.com for providing images of Remco's catalog pages to help me prepare for this episode. The photos and the text in the literature really helped. I can't recommend Plaid Stallions enough, and Brian has been doing some great YouTube videos for Plaid Stallions and AmigoMuseum.com, which he also helps run, so be sure to check those out. If you enjoy this show, you will really have a great time getting lost in all the videos Brian's been producing, and of course... Along with Jason Lindsay, he produced the Pod Stallions podcast, which also covers similar material. I can't recommend any of that stuff enough. Brian's a great guy, and he produces some great stuff. He's flying the flag for all this stuff we loved as kids. Hope you have an energetic and powerized holiday season, and that many, many toys are found underneath your tree this year. Just be sure to pick them up when you're done, okay? Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Start to rock Christmas is a rocking time Put your body next to mine Underneath the mistletoe We go We go Merry Christmas time Come and find you Happy and thereby Fire. I hope you have a good one. I hope Mama gets the shopping done and it's a Looking for Remco's Energized Spider-Man? TSS has it for $8.96. You save on the most popular toys at all TSS toy supermarts.